There's nothing more fun than a good superlative, and I've got a bunch of them for you for both the spring game and spring practice for Arizona State Sun Devils football on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in, and a special thank you to the everydayers who are here every day. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe, and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today's conversation is all superlatives all the time. Top of the show spending it specifically with the spring game. And then the last two segments will be divided up over looking at the uh, overall like spring practice and a little bit of spring game impacted this, but mainly, mainly the spring practice. So let's go ahead and just hop right into it. Looking at the spring game, I have four superlatives to hand out here. We'll go ahead and start with the most uh, prestigious, I suppose, which is the spring game MVP. This felt like it could have gone to a handful of guys. Um, Jalen Conyers is definitely my runner up for the award. It wasn't a surprise that he went out and dominated on the football field for the spring game, considering what he had been doing for the entirety of spring ball. Like this, this was just not a surprise that Jalen Conyers was going to go out there and look like the best football player that the Sun Devils had. That was, that was evident, but he wasn't my MVP. I decided to give my MVP to Cameron Scadaboo. Scadaboo looks like the next bell cow back for the Sun Devils after rolling with Rashad White and X Valade the last few years. Scadaboo looks like he's next in line, the transfer from Sacramento State and the Big Sky Player of the Year. He looks good. Like, that's just bottom line. This dude is able to cut, he's able to run you over. He's able to catch the ball. He's able to score. He does a little bit of everything for you. And he that's exactly what he did in the spring game. He caught a handful of passes. He had some big runs. It felt like he was running through like wide open alleys the way that he was able to navigate. Like it's not even as though like he was getting this like elite blocking from like a Dallas Cowboys offensive line. No, he was he was finding the creases and he was making every little opportunity count he was he was just simply doing everything that he could with what he was given and it's not i'm not trying to slander the offensive line here don't get me wrong because i have been hard on the line but they they did a good job getting scadaboo some opportunities scadaboo did an excellent job of making the most of those opportunities he found his way into the end zone he was well over 100 rushing yards probably well over close to 150 scrimmage yards, I would imagine. Again, I don't have a box score. If someone has a box score, link it to me, please. But Scadaboo was dominant. There was absolutely no answers for him. When him and Trenton Bourier were on the field together, the offense was just completely in sync. They were in a harmony, and they were in a groove. They were hard to slow down. MVP. Offensive player of the game, uh, it's it's tough. It's between Scadaboo and Conyers. I decided to go with Scadaboo, although... I could do the typical NFL thing and be like, oh, the the MVP is this person, 
and the offensive player is a different person, even though they're probably the same. Like I thought about doing that and giving offensive player to uh, Jalen Conyers, but I decided not to do that. And I just went with giving it to Scadaboo, who again was able to get into the end zone. He caught the, he caught the ball. He ran the ball. Uh, he was running hard. He was making moves. He, he did everything. He just, he looks like the starting running back for the team. It doesn't help that Tevin White and Carlos Brooks weren't able to participate last Saturday. But I mean, at, at this point, it feels like they would have to move some mountains in order to usurp Scadaboo of his spot as the number one back on the team. Uh, spring defensive player of the game, I did decide to go with BJ Green. There was a handful of really good performances, you know, Roe Torrance, Chris Edmonds. Um, oh man, uh, Prince Dorbaugh played very well. But I went with BJ Green, who was able to get into the backfield multiple times for sacks and takedowns. The dude is just unblockable right now. I don't know if this is going to be the case when we start playing like other teams, but as of right now, there's not a single Sun Devil on this roster who can go toe-to-toe with BJ Green for 60 minutes or 40 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever it is, whatever, whatever the drill is, whatever the game action is, whatever the scrimmage is going on. Like there has yet to be anybody who can slow down what BJ Green has been able to do on the football field since dropping that weight, transitioning to edge rusher. He's just been unstoppable. That was no different during the spring game. He's my defensive MVP. And then I've got the play of the game. And again, there was a handful of interesting options for you, for me to choose. I decided to go with the one that I'm going to remember for quite a while. And that was Jalen Conyers 60 yard touchdown on fourth down from Drew Pine. It was a beautiful ball. It was a great route by Conyers where he was able to split the safeties at the top, create separation. And from there it was, it was a foot race and, Conyers is a lot faster than you think he is, and they were not going to catch him. And it, it it was great play, and it was what helped get his team back into the thick of it when uh, when Borgay and uh, oh my goodness Maroon and the Maroon team were starting to pull away. Like it helped get Gold back on track and back into the game a little bit. Um, it, it it was the most memorable play for me. I feel like the people who went to the game are going to remember that play too. And I feel like more than anything else, this was one of the one of the most fun highlights that we got to see from all the spring practice and obviously the spring game as well. There were several other plays to look at. There were some good interceptions. There was the Elijah Badger touchdown. There were Scadaboo's runs. But I decided that what Jalen Connors did on fourth down and the distance he went was absolutely the play of the game during the spring game. All right, guys, grand slams, no hitters, double plays, they're back. And there's no better place to get in on the Major League Baseball action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com, slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your bet doesn't win. Don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, guys. And I do also want to mention to check out the um, the shows for the rest of the week. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. Tomorrow's show, we'll be going over the transfer portal, some of the losses we've succumbed, and what to expect moving forward. Back into our conversation. 
taking a look at spring practice now. I've got quite the handful of awards here. I'm going to kind of rapid fire them because I think I've got nine alone. So let's go ahead. We'll start with the spring MVP, the overall MVP from all of the practices and a little bit of the game. I, I tried to exclude the game and make this only about the practices as best as I could. MVP, to me, it's the guy who's the best Sun Devil on the team. It's the guy who everyone is going to be talking about for the remainder of the offseason, heading into training camp, and probably at the end of the year, we'll be talking about him as the best Sun Devil. He's got a chance to be one of the greats. We'll find out if he can do it. It's Jalen Conyers. Conyers looks destined to be a special Arizona State Sun Devil. I don't know what it is about this dude. He's not... He, he, he's not got the six-pack abs. He's not a 4-2 runner. He's not bench pressing uh, 255 40 times. He's, he's not this crazy out-of-this-world athlete. But you know what? He is quicker than he is fast. He's got great hands, a funny personality, and the dude is just a flat-out good football player. So, yeah, he might not stack up with the Rob Gronkowskis of the world or the Travis Kelseys, but you know what? This dude is making plays and it is incredibly difficult to overlook what Jalen Conyers is doing. And it's, it's irresponsible to not look at Conyers as one of the best tight ends in the conference of champions, let alone the country. I, I feel like the sky is the limit for him and he's doing it with everyone. He did it with Borgay. He did it with pine. He did it with Jaden Rashada. He did it with Jacob Conover and Bennett Meredith. Like it didn't matter who was throwing him the football. Conyers was always making plays. It was done throughout the spring practices. It was done throughout the scrimmages and it was done during the spring game. MVP hands down J uh, Jalen Conyers feel like he is the best Sun Devil on this roster right now. Offensive MVP. Again, I thought about doing that, that kind of NFL style of the MVP is one person and the offensive player is a different person. I did decide just to give it again to Jalen Conyers. So not to feed a fed horse here for PETA's sake, but Jalen Conyers is just good, man. Like, if if you're not on board yet, I will take the responsibility to get you all the way on board. But at this point, there's no reason why you shouldn't be on the Jalen Conyers hype train. This guy is going to be a really good football player. If he's not, I would just be floored. Like, I don't know what it would take. It, it would have to take off-field stuff to derail the the kind of season that feels like it's incoming for Jalen Connors. It feels like it would have to be something out of his control, but even then he's playing good. No matter who the quarterback is, I feel like he might be just quarterback proof. I don't know. Defensive player of the spring. I went with BJ green. There's a lot of guys here. Uh, CJ fight played very, very well. Roe Torrance looked good, but BJ green just looks so much more dominant than anybody that had the displeasure of lining up against him. He's fast. He's explosive. He's strong. He's powerful. He's nimble. He can move so much better than you think a man who's playing at 250 pounds would. BJ Green looks like one of the best pure pass rushers the Sun Devils have had in the last handful of years. He truly looks like a big-time difference maker, and I'm so excited to see what he can do 
now moving from three tech out to a full-time edge rushing role. I am curious to see if he can continue that momentum into being this dominant edge rusher. And there's very little reason to think he can't do it right now. If they were keep, if anyone was keeping an active running tally, he was probably close to 20 sacks just from this last month's worth of practices, scrimmages, and the spring game. This is unstoppable. There's nothing anyone can do about him. BJ Green is going to enter this year as one of the one of the most exciting Sun Devils on the defensive side of the ball. I'm looking forward to what he can do. Let's go to transfers, offensive transfers. To me, there's really two guys to talk about, and it starts with Cameron Scadaboo, who is who I went with the award for. I gave it to Scadaboo. Again, I look at Scadaboo, and to me, it's just what he's doing is so much further ahead than everybody else on this roster, and particularly at the running back spot, that I don't know if there's any way he's not going to be the bell cow guy. Like, I don't know that anybody can usurp him from what he's been doing. He's been so good as a runner, as a receiver, as a football player, flat out. He's just dominated. He looks like he's ready to step into that role. I do want to shout out Xavier Guillory, who I was going back and forth with. Guillory looks like a terrific receiver for the team, and he looks like he's going to feast across from Elijah Badger probably is the number two receiver on the team, but there's been a lot of good receivers so far. And this isn't to overshadow Guillory at all, because if you've listened to the podcast, you are aware of how much I like Guillory, but I am going to go with Scadaboo here because I feel like Scadaboo has separated himself more at his position than Guillory has at his. That was my edge there. Top defensive transfer. Again, I feel like this is two guys in particular to talk about. And this time, I'm actually going to start with my honorable mention here. Real quick, I didn't do an honorable mention for all of them, but there was a handful I had a tough time picking. Honorable mention here, I went with Clayton Smith. And I am I have geeked out about Clayton Smith more than a handful of times on this podcast. And you look at him, and he just he screams NFL. The way he's built, the way that he plays, the upside, the athlete that he is he looks like he's going to eventually make that transition. And I'm not here to say he's first round pick. I'm not saying he's number one pick. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying he looks like that guy. And he is showing off in practice that he deserves a lot of reps. I think this is going to be a defense that is not going to have a lot of loyalty to majority of guys. I feel like there's going to be rotations probably at like seven or eight different spots here. I feel like the only guys who have like, surefire lockdown positions right now are Roe Torrance, Chris Edmonds, and maybe, maybe BJ Green. The only reason why I don't say definitively BJ Green is because they haven't done that up until this year, but that should change. Outside of that, I think there's going to be a lot of rotation, and Clayton Smith is just playing like one of those guys who deserves to be in the rotation a lot more than other guys, but the top defensive transfer that I went with is the most standout linebacker that the team has right now, and they need a guy to stand out of the position because they're losing all three of their starters from last year, and they're going to be going through a lot of transition. It's uh, it, it's Trey Brown. Trey Brown, the transfer from Washington State, followed his defensive coordinator, Brian Ward, down here. He's slid right into this defense, and he looks just as comfortable as he did when he was a Cougar, and I feel like he is the most confident I am in any of the linebackers, and this isn't slander 
for Caleb McCullough or Will Schaefer or James Jonkum or Tate Bromney or whoever. I do like those guys. I'm just nervous because you don't exactly know what you have because so many of those guys just don't have the reps. But Trey Brown does have the reps. He does have the experience. He does have a little bit of a resume here, at least comparatively to the other guys. He definitively does. And he has looked every bit the part of a starting linebacker for the team and one of the guys that they can build this defense around. And with knowing the intricacies of Brian Ward's defense, it was imperative that he was going to be able to transfer to this system and be able to dominate right away. And I feel like he's done exactly that. So for me, it's not really a question here as far as like how impactful Trey Brown has looked. This guy just exudes confidence. He looks like a leader on the defensive side of the football. He looks like somebody that I can entrust the middle of the field to. Bottom line, Clayton Smith has looked great. I think Trey Brown has looked maybe a little bit better. One more time, thank you guys for making Lockdown Tunnels your first listen for the everydayers. Tomorrow's show is going to be on the transfer portal, so make sure that you are tuned in to find out everything that's going on with the team. Let's wrap this up with some top freshmen and top sleepers. Offensive freshmen, there really has not been very much production from the from the uh, or, uh, offensive freshman, I almost said rookies. It's really been Jaden Rashada, which shouldn't be a surprise when you're a four-star quarterback and one of the top kids in the country to come in and stand out. Like he's looked good. He he just he looks like a freshman. He looks like he's going to take that time to develop, and that's great. We're here for it. There should be no rush whatsoever for Jaden Rashada to be the starting quarterback in Week One. There shouldn't even be a rush to make him the starting quarterback this year. Like. Let's take our time with this kid who's got all the tools and the talent to become a great quarterback. Let him take his time. But in the the meanwhile, he has looked good in spring practice. He's shown off that mobility. He's shown off the ability to break out of the pocket, extend plays with his legs, not even so much take off and run, which he can do, but he just looks so good as an improviser. And he's got a cannon, man. I mean, he he can put that bad boy down the field. This is definitely a quarterback who's got the intangibles to get to the pros one day. Let's just hope that we can get him there. Let's bring him along slowly. But in the meantime, it's looked great. No complaints here. Defensive freshman. I feel like there's a handful of guys that have kind of stood out. Um, I really like what I've seen out of Ashley Williams, and I'm really hoping to get more out of him. But how can it not be CJ fight? I understand I'm probably a broken record at this point talking about CJ fight, but I'm not the only one that is a broken record talking about CJ fight. He's been unstoppable. The things that I've said about BJ green as an edge rusher, I feel like you can repeat those for CJ fight on the interior of the defensive line. He's, he's just unguardable. He's dominating guys that are older than him, more experienced than him had starting time in college. Like this doesn't look like a 17, 18 year old kid out of Tatum, Texas. Who's a three-star prospect. This looks like a guy who's either been in college for a minute or is going to end up being elite. I'm calling it an overreaction. Totally fair, totally understandable. But CJ Fight looks dominant. He looks different. This is the runaway defensive freshman of the spring practice so far. But again, for what it's worth, I do like Ashley Williams. All right, let's round it out with the sleepers now. Top offensive sleeper. There's a handful of guys here. There truly is. Um, 
I think that Mel Constaval needs to get a little bit more love than what he's been getting, especially because I thought he had a rock solid uh, spring game. I also think Troy O'Meara looked pretty good. And then obviously um, I've talked about Bryce Pierre before he, he definitely looks like a, a splash kind of guy. He just unfortunately is the third tight end on this roster behind Conyers and Messiah Swinson. I don't know how much time he's going to get, but I'll tell you what, Javen Jacobs, who's transitioning from receiver to running back has looked really good in that transition. He's going to stand out as a pass catching option in the backfield. And he, he looks like somebody that Kenny Dillingham and Bo Baldwin and the rest of the offense are going to do everything they can to get the ball into his hands as often as they possibly can. Javen Jacobs just looks like a competitor on the field. He looks like one of those guys that's like, look, I don't care how we do it. Just put the ball in my hands and let me, let me work my magic. Let me make something happen. That's the kind of energy that exudes out of Jacobs. And it's really difficult to think that he can't continue to build upon that and get better and better. But when they transitioned him from receiver to running back, it felt like he took off. It felt like it was incredibly difficult to not talk about him during practices. The impact that he was making, like the lazy comparison is like, he's the next DJ Foster, same Jersey number, same high school, same college, everything like this feels like the easy, if not lazy comparison here, but it's hard not to see it. It's hard not to understand where we're drawing that lazy comparison from. Defensive sleeper, the final award. I had a really, really tough time nailing this one because I think there's quite a handful of guys that you could talk about. Um, I feel like at this point, you can't classify CJ fight as a sleeper. I feel like it would be difficult to label uh, really any of the defensive linemen as sleepers, although Prince Dorbaugh is definitely a guy who comes to mind for me here. I looked in the secondary where there was quite a handful of guys who stood out. RJ Reagan has looked very good, but I went with Alfonso Taylor, who had the interception in the spring game, but also played a strong camp, I think. And right now, looking across from Roe Torrance, the team is going to need somebody to step up opposite of him, to be that corner across from him. And that's a, this isn't to say that like the established guy like Ed Woods is not going to be that guy. He probably is. And he wouldn't have any problem with it. All I'm saying is Taylor has played well. I think that if he's giving given more of an opportunity to develop, he could turn into something something good for the Sun Devils. I don't want to say everyone's special, so I'm going to withdraw from that. But I will say I do think there's some nice upside here from Alfonso Taylor, and I do think that he could turn into something really, really, really secret weapony kind of for Arizona State if they're able to develop him and get him on that right track. He's got some ball skills. He looks confident. I like him. I hope they continue to give him an opportunity. Those are my superlatives for spring practice and spring uh, football game. Who would you guys give your awards to? What other superlatives would you guys come out with? Let me know in the comments or on Twitter, wherever you can find me. But wherever you're getting your podcast, make sure that you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. I'm on Twitter at RichieBrad36, and the podcast is there as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Like I said, tune in to tomorrow's episode as we take a look at the transfer portal and the players who have entered so far, who we can maybe hypothesize to bring in, who might be on the way out. We're here for the rumors to discuss it all. But until next time, 
you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun